أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين Verse number 72 فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا وَقَطَعْنَا دَابِرَ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا وَمَا كَانُوا مُؤْمِنِينَ Then we delivered him and those who were with him by mercy from us and we rooted out those who denied our signs and were not faithful. Now this is the last verse dealing with uh, Uh, about Ad. In previous verses, of course, we read the story, and at the end, uh, who told them, قَالَ قَدْ وَغَى عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ رِجْسٌ وَغَضَبٌ And evil and wrath has come to you uh, because you are arguing with me about names rather than about realities. And then after they denied, Allah mentions here, in the final verse of this chapter, or this story here in the chapter, that we delivered Hud and those who believed in him with a mercy from us, and we uprooted those who denied him. Now, فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا You know that uh, when a calamity comes or a disaster comes, it uh, actually envelopes everyone. It includes everyone. So Allah singling out certain people from among those who were struck, from among, of course, the, the people who were struck uh, by that calamity, and in the case of Ad, by that uh, uh, destructive wind, which uh, blew at them for seven days and nights, to single certain people out and deliver them is a special mercy from Allah. It, it is something extraordinary. It is a miracle. And that is why he says here, it says here, فَأَنْجَيْنَاهُ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا With a kind of mercy. This بِرَحْمَةٍ means that this is a special mercy reserved for special times, for certain occasions that we use it. And this is mentioned in the Quran in other places as well. That when... A, Destruction comes and we want to save some people out of that destruction, then there is a special mercy for it. Now, it seems that it's a systematic sort of thing which happens uh, in the events of destruction of people and uh, salvation or uh, saving the people who, uh, who believed in the prophets. For example, in the case of Lut, uh, Allah mentions in Surah Qamar, إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ حَاسِبًا إِلَّا عَلَى لُوتِ We send for them a, 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 a hasib. Hasib is just rain of pebbles and these things coming to them uh, from different places. Except عَلَى لُوتِ Well, they were in that city as well. It says, نَجَّيْنَاهُمْ بِسَحَرٍ In the early morning we saved them. This was a ni'mah, a bounty from us that we did. However, this is something systematic. In this way, we reward those who, uh, who are grateful. So if a people are grateful and are living among a people who are ungrateful, 
then when destruction comes, those people are saved. As in this case, it says, with a special mercy from us, we saved Hud and those who believed in him. Daber is whatever comes behind. Now, whatever comes behind in the past, whatever comes behind in the future. So Daber means that we uprooted the, their descendants. It means we uprooted them with their descendants. There were no descendants anymore. We uprooted them. We, we, we somehow cut off uh, the continuation of these people. Those who denied our signs. And this, of course, uh, destruction of the people so that they had no descendants, they have no daber, nothing to come after them. Why was that? Because they were not believers. Now, here, a very uh, somehow thoughtful reflection comes to mind that the life is not what we imagine as something bounties of God coming to us, we flourish in our lives, we, we have pleasures, we have uh, all sorts of uh, amenities without having faith in God. This is an incomplete sort of life. And Allah would not actually permit this con- to continue if he sends a prophet. As, as we said, this is only for the occasions when a prophet comes. When he sends a prophet, he wants the people to believe and come back. If they do not believe, then of course uh, the whole purpose of the life is, uh, uh, is denied by these people. And there is no point to, con- to let this to continue. And this shows that uh, faith is something very, very important in the eyes of God for human societies. Because sometimes we think that, well, Allah should provide. He is very merciful. He provides for us. He doesn't need our faith. He doesn't need that we believe in him, we worship him. That's true. But what we need is this faith. The faith is what we need rather than what Allah needing it. Now, then we turn to another story, and this is the story of Samud. وَإِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ بَيِّنَةٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ هَذِهِ نَاقَةُ اللَّهِ لَكُمْ آيَةً فَذَرُوهَا تَأْكُلْ فِي أَرْضِ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَمَسُّوهَا بِسُوءٍ فَيَأْخُذَكُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And to the people of Thamud, we send Saleh, their brother. He said, O my people, worship Allah. You have no other God besides him. There has certainly come to you a manifest proof from your Lord. This she-camel of Allah is a sign for you. Let her alone to graze freely in Allah's land and do not cause her any harm, for then you shall be seized by a painful punishment. About Thamud, we know more than we knew about Ad. As I said, Ad is uh, sort of, they are sort of people very, very uh, far away and distance in history. Thamud, who replaced them, we have more information and also more archaeological uh, places 
which uh, give us some hint of the way they lived in in Arabia. As I said, the people of Thamud were, were Arab people, and Saleh was an Arab prophet. Uh, Ibn Khaldun, in his history, mentions that the people of Thamud initially lived in Babylon, in Iraq. Then after Ad were destroyed in Yemen or in the south, southern part of the Arabia, they migrated because they had some quarrels that they migrated to, uh, to, to those areas, to Ahqaf, as we have in the Quran, that the area where Ad lived were called Ahqaf, and of course the cities which were beside those Ahqaf. And uh, uh, this is alluded to in the Quran as well when Saleh tells them, وَذْكُرُوا إِذْ جَعَلَكُمْ خُلَفَاءَ مِنْ بَعْدِ عَادٍ Remember when Allah made you successes on the earth after Ad. So it means that they were living in the, uh, in the land where people of Ad were living. However, they migrated. They migrated from southern part of Arabia to the northern part of Arabia. And this is what is alluded here as well. He established you in the earth so that you could migrate, you could travel. And they had cities all around, especially in the north. When they came to the north, they built cities. And uh, there is one occasion that when Prophet, peace be on him, was traveling from Medina to Tabuk, for, uh, for Ghazwa to Tabuk, they passed by the cities of Thamud. Now, the remnants of those cities are still uh, uh, extant, and uh, there are some photos of it you can look uh, on the internet. The palaces they built or inside the mountains, there are some remnants of it in an area which is called Hajr. Now, this Hajr is about 400 kilometers north of Medina. And uh, the Quran also calls them Ashabul Hajr. Not the Quran, uh, because they were destroyed there, the Quran calls them by the land to where they migrated, rather than the land where initially they were established in the south, they migrated to the north, they came to Hajr, وَلَقَدْ كَذَّبَ أَصْحَابُ الْحَجْرِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ أَصْحَابُ الْحَجْرِ, they denied, or they, they belied Mursaleen, وَآتَيْنَاهُمْ آيَاتِنَا We gave them all our signs, but of course they did not take any heed. And... Uh, uh, they were carving or hollowing the mountains to make palaces inside those mountains. This is in Surah Hijr. So one surah is actually, as one surah is called after the name Hud of the Prophet of, Salih, of Ad, one surah is named after people of Thamud, and that is Hijr. Surah Hajj, chapter number 14. When they uh, migrated to the north, they lived there for a long time. Apparently, they migrated to south about 3,000, 3,500 years before, uh, before uh, Christ. And then they lived in the north up to a couple of centuries before Christ. So long time, about 3,000 years. They were very strong, very advanced, 
especially in architecture where of course the the sign of Allah came to them from the same point because they were hollowing mountains and building palaces inside very very expert in this and in the architecture of that and Allah actually sent them a sign from the type of thing that they were, they were doing so because Saleh carved a camel from the mountain they were saying that we are so advanced we don't need you we don't need advice or anything and Saleh told them okay you want a miracle like what you are doing you certainly cannot carve an, an animal from inside the the mountains. You just build houses inside the mountains, but you cannot create an animal from from the rocks. And he created an animal. He was given to a miracle, an animal coming out of the rocks. This actually somehow bewildered them because they were so proud of their expertise and their knowledge and science in doing those things. And Saleh, of course, Allah gave a miracle quite uh, uh, suitable to uh, their pride. So, uh, in, in the north, of course, they had many cities, uh, which are called Mada'in al-Samud, still, as I said, the remnants of Mada'in al-Samud, cities of Samud are extant in the northern parts of the Arabia. And the most important city was Hajr. And uh, uh, the other thing which Quran mentions about them is that they lived in a very cultivable land, in gardens, in, a, in an area where all amenities of life were available for them, as we have in Surah Ash-Shu'ara. Uh, when Thamud tells them, "Atutrakuna fi mahauna amenin fi jannatin wa'uyun," do you think you will be kept here forever, safe, uh, despite what you are doing, in gardens and rivers? So they were living in a very, very beautiful land, very cultivable. Wazuru'an and farms, wanaqlin taluha hadim and palms with dainty spots. And you build palaces inside houses inside the mountains. Do not follow the order or the command or advice of those who are transgressors. When uh, Saleh, Saleh himself was a very... Uh, noble personality and the people of Thamud actually were thinking that their next king will be Saleh because in Surah Hud when Saleh came out with his message they said ya Saleh, qad kunta we had placed lots of hope in you before this he apparently he was very clever he was very knowledgeable very strong and very wise and that's why they were thinking that and from a very noble family and that's why they were thinking that after their king Saleh will be the king uh, because of his trustworthiness of, of all sorts of noble qualities that, that he had when he came out with this message 
when he broke the message to them, they were disappointed. That's why in Surah Hud, as I said, قَالُوا يَا صَالِحِ قَدْ كُنْتَ فِينَا مَرْجُوًّا قَبْلَ هَذَا We had placed lots of hope before in you. Now you are telling us something ridiculous. أَتَنْهَانَا أَنْ نَعْبُدَ مَا كَانَ يَعْبُدُ آبَاؤُنَا are you really telling us not to worship what our forefathers were worshipping? This is what they regarded to be quite ridiculous. So, uh, they started, of course, to rally. Some of them behind Saleh, some of them behind the opponents of Saleh. And this uh, uh, is mentioned in Surah Nam, that they became two groups. And some of the histories say that the king, the, the head of the Mala'ah, uh, of, uh, of Thamud, he believed in him. However, the rest did not believe. And that's why in Surah Naml, we, we read that, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا فَإِذَا هُمْ فَرِيقَانَ يَخْتَصَمُونَ when we send Saleh to his people, they became two groups fighting against each other. And they, they had a plot uh, to kill Saleh. The plot did not work. And then the miracle, they tried to destroy the miracle. Apparently, uh, there were certain tribes in, in the city or in those cities, very strong tribes, as again we hear in Surah Naml wakana fil madinate tis'atu rahtan yufsaduna fil ardi wa la yuslihun. There were nine tribes in that city which uh, were really wrongdoers. They were mufsid, they were transgressors. Nothing good came out of them. And they tried to hatch a plot against Saleh. Qalu taqasamu billah lanubayyitannahu wa ahlahu. ثُمَّ لَنَقُولَنَّ لَوَلِيِّهِ مَا شَهِدْنَا مَحْلَكَ أَهْلِهِ وَإِنَّا لَا صَادِقُونَ Because he had strong people behind him, just like our Prophet, of course, he was stronger, a little bit stronger because the king as well had believed in him. So they thought that no, they couldn't kill him single-handedly. No one tribe could kill him. So nine tribes, they came together. They said, we go and kill him all together. And then we tell, لَنَقُولَنَّ لَوَلِيِّهِ we kill all of them, him and his people. And then we say that we were not the, uh, the, the people who killed him because, of course, no one tribe uh, individually killed him. And then Allah says, They hatched a plot, we hatched a plot. And they didn't know what was the eventuality of what they were planning against uh, Saleh. Now, most of the things that I mentioned is actually uh, something that we can infer from this very verse that we are dealing with. وَإِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا قَالَ يَا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ He said, worship God, there is no Allah. This is what, of course, they, they found very strange, that there is no Allah but Allah. They, of course, believed in Allah, as the Arabs, the Quraysh, believed in Allah. However, they believed in the old Arab gods as well, gods and goddesses. 
you you remember that uh, with Nuh we had one one god which called was called Wood, and Wood means love. They had a goddess of love, just like in in the Romans and uh, and, and Greeks they had lo- goddess, of, goddess of love. They had goddess of love as well, which they called Wood, and they had also a god which were worshipped everywhere almost, and that was Baal, and a very strong god. And this was regarded to be the lord of the rain and lord of the bounties and ni'mah in this world. And that's why every nation tended to worship this lord or this god. or uh, Well, we say god, but they were lords actually. Arbab, as the Quran mentions, they believe that the they manage, they are the rub of these things. And Baal uh, was a very long-lasting uh, god, worshipped all over the world. And when Banu Israel, uh, Banu Israel after Musa, السلام, they also started to worship Baal beside Yahuwah. Beside Yahuwah, they started to worship Baal because they thought, okay, Yahuwah, is not listening to us. But this Baal listens to us. We take another for him, and he listens to us. He gives us certain things, whatever we want. And actually, Elias, the very, very strong and knowledgeable prophet, was sent to uproot this belief in Baal. As we have in Surah Safat, وَإِنَّ إِلْيَاسَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ and he was actually addressing Banu Israel. You worship Baal and you leave Ahsanul Khaliqin. All this shows that the tendency towards these gods, the, the long lasting gods, were very, very strong. That even people like Banu Israel who believed in Tawhid, they used to worship them. And these people. Uh, the people of Samud, they also worshipped all, all these big gods. Uh, sometimes, if, if you believe in idolatry, you don't mind if you worship one more god in addition to what you were worshipping before. Because you, you, they, they think that every god has a function. And if we worship the other god which other nations are worshipping, then of course we will benefit from the functions of that Lord or that God as well. So there is no contradiction or conflict between these gods, so to speak. You can worship any god. So they used to actually borrow gods from each other. And in this way, some of these gods, like Baal, they became international gods. Everywhere around the world, they used to worship them. So they worship Baal, they worship Wood, they had other idols as well. And this is what Samud, what Saleh is actually uh, advising them not to do. There is no God beside him. There is no Allah. As I said, now this seems quite obvious to us. In old days, it seems quite odd to, for someone telling people. Just, just like, for example, if you oppose something scientific which is based on conjecture, people would come out and tell you, are you mad? Are you serious? You are telling us not to follow science and follow God, for example, follow revelation. In those days, 
this was the case, the oddity of this. Someone coming out and telling that you worship only Allah and do not worship any other God. It was so odd. It was so strange that in uh, in Surah Sa'd, as the people of Quraysh are quoted, uh, having said, This is very strange that we worship only one God. This is very strange. So, Then they asked him for a sign that he was a prophet. And they asked him for a sign which they could believe in. And they, they actually proposed to him. They said, look, we are very advanced in, in architecture. We can build whatever we want inside uh, mountains. We hollow the rocks. Sometimes they brought huge rocks to the plains and they hollowed them, made a palace of rock in where there was no, no mountain as well. This is what is mentioned in, in Surah Faj. May mean cutting. They used to cut these huge rocks and bring them to the, to the plain land, or they used to hollow them and make uh, uh, houses inside. Now, they said, okay, we do all these things. Can you make an animal out of rocks? And Saleh said, if I do that, do you believe? They said, yes, we believe if you do that. So he prayed. He asked God that give them this sign. And he warned them, if this sign comes and you deny, then you will be destroyed. They said, okay, we agree. All conditions agreed. And then this she-camel came out of the mountain. On their proposal, this she-camel came out of the mountain. So, قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ this is, of course, uh, this verse is somehow a conclusion to all the arguments that they had before this. Uh, they, as I said, they were a very uh, uh, old civilization. They had other prophets. Then, when Saleh came, they had lots of lots and lots of arguments. Then they asked for a miracle. Now the miracle has come, and Samud and Saleh is saying, "Qad jaatkum bayinatum marabbikum." A clear sign has come to you from your Lord. This is what you asked for, and this is it. This is the she camel you asked for. They actually determined what they wanted from Saleh. A she camel coming out of the rocks or created out of the rocks. This is Naqatullah. And he calls it Naqatullah because, of course, this was a sign of God. This she camel was a sign of God. This is the Naqatullah. Lakum ayatan, a sign for you. This lakum ayatan, again, is somehow alluding to mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That even these evil people asking for something quite extraordinary with his mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tends to these evil people and says, okay, you want this to believe? This is for you. Lakum ayatan. Fadaruha ta'kul fi ardullah. Now, so evil these people were that after this she camel was, uh, was made out of rocks and came out, of course, she was an animal 
just like any other animal. She needed to eat, to drink. They denied her grazing and drinking. And this was something quite extraordinary from these people who... Sorry. Quite extraordinary from these people who had asked for this miracle and then because they were so upset with it, they stopped her grazing and stopped her drinking from uh, their waters. So here, Saleh says, Let her graze in the land of Allah. This, this, the, all these lands belong to Allah, of course, because when it says, Ardullah, it means that, of course, initially everything belongs to Allah, but every plain or every field belongs to one person or one tribe or one clan. So they denied the, the camel to graze in those lands. And do not cause her any harm. For then you shall be seized by painful punishment. Now, of course, this is what they did. They, uh, they caused her harm. Eventually, they killed this uh, uh, ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, had just created for them as a special mercy. How they did, did it, of course, they did not dare to do it. These tribes who were tis'atu rahtan yufsiduna fil they then tried to uh, encourage some of the most evil people to do it. Some of the most evil people, those people who had no minds whatsoever. And this is why when they killed the, the, the animal, Allah mentions that these, the, the most evil and most miserable person among Samu did it. No one ever there to do it. In Surah Duha, leave this camel of Allah and the, the drinking place for her. For her. Now, what is mentioned is when the most miserable and most evil of them were encouraged, were, were sent forward to do this. And they did it. And this Ashqa Samud became a parable. And we, of course, have heard many uh, statements from Amirul Mu'min saying that, where is the Ashqa of this Ummah? following Ashqa Thamud, who killed Naqatullah, where is the Ashqa of this Ummah to come forth and kill me? Because he was told by the Prophet that the Ashqa of this Ummah, uh, the most miserable and evil person in this Ummah, will kill you. So he became a parable, uh, and after they, of course, uh, harmed the camel by killing by killing it, then of course that that adabun alim came. However, uh, Saleh is actually advising them 
by bringing to their attention certain uh, bounties of Allah. Remember when Allah made you successors after Ad, as I mentioned, and he established you in the earth so you could travel, you could migrate, you have come to the north now, you have settled here. تَتَّخِذُونَ مِنْ سُهُولَهَا قُصُورًا وَتَنْحِتُونَ الْجِبَالَ بُيُوتًا You build palaces in its plains and hew houses out of the mountains, as of course was explained. فَذْكُرُوا عَلَىٰ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَعْثَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ So remember the bounties of Allah and do not act wickedly on the earth. Now, بَوَّعَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ is probably alluding to their migration to the north, having nice places, nice cities, quite different from Ahqaf, in which initially they lived. This is what is what is meant by Bawa'akum fil Now, there is a reply to him that, inshallah, we'll leave it for next week. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa alayhi tahirin. Thank you much indeed, Sheikh. Uh, any brothers and sisters? Uh, Want to start up the discussion? Asalaamu Alaikum, Sheikh. Alaikum Asalaam. Sheikh, just one thing that was just very fascinating. You were saying they were there for 3,000 years. Can we put that in context? Um, America was discovered 500 years ago. Jesus was only 2,000 years ago. They must have thought they had lived forever and could not possibly remember who came before them. Mm, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely. Actually, this is what I, uh, I meant to mention. I forgot. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning it. That sometimes we think that now we have very powerful uh, nations or civilizations, quite advanced, very powerful, and then we are so hasty and as soon as something happens, we ask, God, why don't you do anything? Well, it's not supposed that God should do something very quickly. One minute with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or one day is like 1,000 years. So there is no hurry. As uh, Safraz mentioned, these people were there for almost 3,000 years, more than 3,000 years. They were left to live, to think, to ponder, to flourish, probably so that they would come back they would be uh, mindful of the bounties or advice of the uh, bounties of God and advice of the prophet. Why they didn't? So we shouldn't actually worry if uh, things do not go according to what we think they should go. It never has been like that in the history. And uh, now these examples are very uh, specific examples about when prophets actually were helped by Allah in this way. Otherwise, in many, many instances, they killed their prophets, they killed all the families of their prophets, and Allah did nothing. So we shouldn't worry about that. Thank you for mentioning it. Thank you, Sheikh. Uh, along the same line of thought, uh, well, Allah says that uh, uh, they are planning, and I'm also planning, and my plan will destroy their plan. Is I mean, I'm just paraphrasing it. Uh, uh, is it possible sometimes in present circumstances to judge that uh, whatever the others are planning and also Allah is planning, so Allah's plan 
is uh, more powerful over their plan. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's possible to uh, make inferences in present circumstances? Well, of course. I mean, whatever evil people plan, it goes against them. I mean, we may just see a, a sort of apparent physical victory, but at the end of the day, this goes according to Allah's plan that evil people will eventually will uh, uh, will join other evil people will in the hell. Everything which happens in this world is according to Allah's plan, rather our plans. However, Allah's plan, as as we have repeatedly mentioned does not stop our free will. He has planned in a way that with our own free will we are acting inside his plan. Thank you. Any other? Yeah. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum sister. Yes, sister, go on please. Just like to ask it's a very simple thing. Um, he said that there were miracles that from mountain an animal was made. Yeah. Question is, which type of animal was it? The animal that we recognise today, like elephants. Giraffe? It was a camel. A camel. A camel. Yeah. yeah. A she camel. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering, um, okay, if it was a camel, how come these miracles are not happening now? What's because the there's no prophet. Well, but but there's so many people praying. There's ayatollahs and so much. No, these prophets are these miracles are only given to certain prophets, not even to all prophets. Okay, so it needs someone more than Ayatollahs, so to speak. Yeah. alaikum. Sheikhna, when you go to Oman and you go to visit the shrine of Nabi Saleh, you see a grave of 35 meters. And when you talk to the local, they said, well, Saleh and his qawm, they used to be giants people. What's your explanation? In where, sorry? In, in Oman. In Oman. Because there are many graves attributed to Nabi Saleh. There's one in Najaf, there's one in Oman, in other places. So we cannot actually make sure. It is quite uh, improbable that in Oman we have the, 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 the grave of Nabi Saleh. However, in, if you go to Lebanon, you see, like, for example, the grave of Nabi Shis and other uh, prophets or people attributed to them to be very huge. This doesn't mean that they were huge in their physical construction. They used to build huge signs on their graves actually. Mm. So very huge. But, but there are th- theories says that in that time there were giants people even they, they found the, in Saudi Arabia. I think these are myths. Especially about the people of art they, they, they have mentioned this. In uh, some of the stories of the Bible and in some of the Israeliyat, we have this about Amalekah, the, the Amalik, that they were giants. And uh, probably most of these are mentioned to show why Banu Israel didn't go to fight against Amalik, the Amalekah. Because they said, well, they were so huge, so giants that we couldn't go and fight them. And in one of the Ahadiths, for example, you hear that when they went, some of the uh, the troops from Banu Israel, they went to just watch the situation. Then they brought a pomegranate with them, which they all were carrying together. It was so huge that even one seed of it was enough for a, for a person to eat. So these are, these are myths and stories. About people of odd, 
Yes, the Quran says, He has made you, He has expanded in your creation. They were very powerful. They were giants, but not in the sense that they were several meters. They were very strong people, very tall people, maybe probably two meters each, which other nations could not uh, fight them because of their physical construction. I believe that these uh, uh, stories or traditions we have about the, especially for example about Adam alayhi salam, they say that he was uh, he was 15 meters long, uh, tall, and Hawa was the same. Uh, it, it is very very strange. We haven't found any human remnant like that. We should have found some, of course, like that to be very huge. So I think these are myths. Thank you. We come. We go to sisters before we come to brothers. No, Riaz. Alaikum, Sheikh. Thank you very much for the lecture. Sheikh, I'd like to ask you a question, not directly about this week, but when we discussed before about purification, and we discussed that there are some people, who uh, a group of people who are pure. And from that pure group of people, the prophets are chosen, and the Imam are chosen. So, is it possible that in those times, or even today, there are people who are pure in the same sense, but are actually not chosen? So, amongst us, there might be people who are ultimately as pure as prophets or Imam No, there may be pure people who are quite pure. That if Allah wanted today to choose a prophet, would have chosen it from among them. Uh, we cannot deny this, and uh, uh, not only we cannot deny this, but there are evidence from Hadith and Quran that always such people live. Uh, however, when it comes to miracles, miracles are, are only given to these people when they are chosen for a mission. Such people may do certain extraordinary things that we call karamats or karamah, not miracle, not mu'jizah. Because mu'jizah is to somehow show that you have a mission. And after the Prophet, peace be on him, and I am, no one would have such a mission whatsoever. So no, mu'jizah is not given to anyone. But karamah is possible. They, they may do things which cannot be done by anyone else. If we look at perhaps at karama, that would only be for a specific purpose. I mean, it must be something to, uh, they wouldn't be just doing it to, to show that they were of the select group. So what, what sort of circumstances would... Uh, uh, no, as I said, karama is not to prove anything. It's just an ability given to pure people. And because it's very similar to magic in nature, it's very difficult to determine what is a karama, what is a magic. And that's why we don't take, uh, we don't pay much attention to these karamats as saying that because this person has a karama, so I follow him, I listen to him 100%. This doesn't make them to be a hujja or a proof. Again, as I said, because it is quite difficult to determine what type of power this person has. Would 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 a karama occur suddenly, um, without anybody's uh, um, through without uh, going through any person? But a karama just occurs suddenly, 
uh, in some other place or is it possible? You mean uh, Allah making something without any person doing it? Yes, yeah. Well, we see karama of Allah everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> what I meant is that uh, we have heard uh, uh, incidents, for example, especially during the month of Muharram that uh, people have seen uh, water sort of uh, gushing out of uh, certain... Um, Say what they call it uh, articles uh, which oh, they use okay. during Muharram. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's possible. This is the karama of the the person to whom that place is attributed, probably. Yeah. Uh, any sisters before we come to Brother Manzur here? Huh? Manzur. Uh, you mentioned about the special name of Allah to save the people from the uh, from the azab when it comes uh, by saving them and keeping it separate uh, because of this uh, gratefulness of these people. But uh, isn't it that if we are grateful, then the nema is increased, and if we are ungrateful, then the nema is taken away? Isn't that the same sunnah coming in, but uh, maybe not to that extreme that uh, the nema is taken off all of a sudden, uh, but the process is still there, that sunnah is still continuing in our time? Isn't it uh, that way? Yeah, that's possible. That may be of the same nature, but of course that's a very extreme instance of this rahmah, which is uh, showing itself in those instances. That's possible. Okay, any sisters? Huh? Sheikh, on this point of karama, uh, just to clarify, you mentioned once before, I think, that a person who is ascetic can achieve these, and it doesn't have any correlation between a person's faith and karama, more than whether he's ascetic or not. So even mushriks and Buddhists and Hindus and whoever can have karama. So it's very dangerous to follow someone or to think highly of him just because he has karama, because he could lead you completely somewhere far away. Yeah, that's true. In fact, I should have mentioned that apart from magic, there is power of the soul as well, which uh, is not very much uh, related to the purity of the heart. So we have three types of things. We have mu'jaza, which comes to the prophets. And karama may come from the people who are quite pure, without going through those ascetic uh, procedures which uh, makes the soul very strong. And then we have magic, and then we have power of the soul, which is attained by certain types of self-mortification, which is, again, not something quite uh, uh, desirable and uh, may mislead people. In, in, in most of the cases. And of course, uh, from among these karamats, we see most of them with Hindus, for example, with those who uh, go through very harsh and hard self-mortification. Physically, they deny uh, their uh, needs, and of course, they strengthen their resolve. This gives a power to the soul. And now what that soul does with the power is, is a different thing. It doesn't. It is not very much related to the purity of the heart. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Any other sister brothers? No. Thank you very much indeed, Sheikh Muhammad Wali Muhammad Salat.